Alrighty, ho, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I'm your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And you know what? We get together every day, Scott, right here, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Help people guide in that journey to head back to the window. Uh, how'd you hear, uh, how'd your, uh, how'd your Thursday go? Did you head back to the window, buddy? Overall, I had a very good day. Unfortunately, my play that I lost, uh, the Padres could not solve Ranger Suarez oof, for oof. the entire game. And they also, uh, benched Cronenworth and Voight for a day off. So that's going to kill a team total when you're missing two of your better hitters. But I killed the NBA draft, which was the main focus of my day. Uh, had Holmgren going second. I laid minus 275, had a pretty substantial play there. That worked out. I had Sharp under eight. He went seven. And, yeah, I gave out a bunch of plays on a podcast. I ended up making out pretty well. So I had a very good day. But, unfortunately, the play that I did not get there. Yep. Uh, We had Seattle. Took uh, two wild pitches in the ninth to get them home. But uh, they eventually got there despite not having any hits for seven innings. Yankees fucked me, buddy. And the uh, and the other side, well, they won. So yeah, 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 they did. Yeah, uh, that did not work out well for me as uh, I had um, the uh, other side of that. I had the Houston Astros at a nice plus one thirteen price. That was a great play for uh, for eight innings, but uh, ultimately it didn't come to pass. So uh, yeah, we did it. Uh, did hit the farm though, so that was a that was a good thing. So Nerfy hit the Nerfy. We're we're yep. addicted. We're addicted now, man. JC Stone in the house. What's up, JC? Good to see you, Bronco. Absolutely true. That is absolutely true. We're gonna have to hire a cue card guy for him. I swear to God. Um, Jones says, "Happy Friday, fellas. Uh, your farm is on fire. That's right. We're we're burning the back forty to plant more shit. You can see the flames coming, man." It's uh, it is. It's it's. Uh, I think that's eight straight, Scott. I think we finished with four last week. Started with four this week, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it's eight straight. It could be seven, but it's been basically a full week and a half. Yeah, it's a good thing. So hopefully you guys have been uh, able to jump on some farm plays and take advantage of it. So there you go. Of course, we want to remind everybody: if you take a minute to smash that like button, it doesn't take much. Just a little, just a little click, clickety click. There you go. Appreciate the effort. Thanks very much. Of course. While you're clicking, now you're all warmed up. Get, make sure you click that subscribe button. Click on the uh, click on the bell. Get notified every time we put up brand new content. Every time we go live, and kind of a you know you know the split. It's uh, the Max Wagers Networks where you find all the great live content. You find Sean Higgs at noon, Allie Burns one o'clock doing Morning Wood. Me and Chris doing parlays at two. You and I right here from Studio B doing our thing, heading back to the window. Four o'clock is Sean Miller. Uh, doing soccer from around the globe. It's also on Fridays. It's the NASCAR show doing NASCAR from around the country. And then five o'clock is Detroit Lenny and Nick and Tim are all bringing it all home with game time decision. So check out all that great content all day long on the max wagers network. So uh, I, I bet a ton and have a bunch of sources. The farm is top 5%. Excellent. Thanks buddy. appreciate it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, cow manure is a great fertilizer. Absolutely true. Broncos says, call out the fire squad, man. We are making way too big of a deal of this. We are doomed to failure very soon. I mean, you can only dance with uh, Nerfies for so long. But you really can. Way, you know, the, uh, I said it yesterday. We're going to continue to do what 
isn't broken. That's right. Or continue to keep doing it until it stops working. We're beating and that horse. He's still on all four legs right now. I was going to say, we've won either four nerfies in a row. Four nerfies. Five. Yeah. Four nerfies in a row. Okay. Four so, nerfies in a row. You know, it's still, we're still batting a thousand. So mm-hmm. we're going to see what happens. Yep. Great day, fellas. Thanks, JR. You too, buddy. And, uh, and the perspectives in this show, they should, uh, they should pay you guys 10% more. Oh, here, let's, in case. It's at 10 times. Oh, 10 times more? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Uh, and just in case they're watching without the sound in the uh, in the ivory tower there, I'm going to put it up there so they can see it. Yeah. There you Appreciate go. Appreciate it. Thank and, you. And this guy, he knows what he's talking about, too. <laughs> he actually is a, uh, is, is he actually a very good handicapper that plays for substantial sums. Scott, I know you've shared some of those uh, cards with me where he's done very, very well. So thanks, Magellan. I, I, I haven't shared any of the photos, but he shared them with me. Right, right. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. We we have a lot of fun doing it. We're glad we're glad you guys are getting some uh, getting some value out of it. So, uh, what else is going on, Scott? Oh, Caesars, Caesars still got the great deal going. What is the great deal, Scott? I talk about it every show. Let me let you talk about it. Well, they have a risk free bet up to fifteen hundred dollars. If you have not used it yet, I don't know what's stopping you from using Caesars up to this point. What are you doing? Yeah, if you're still waiting, uh, they still have the promotion. And if you are interested in betting potentially large sums of money, but you uh, hate the losing part of it. Caesars does give you a $1,500 insurance where if you bet up to 1500 and you lose, you get it back in the form of free bet. What's the code? You know it? Uh, the sheet that we still use has the original code. So no, I don't have it. Video winners 15. Okay. Vi- video winners 15. I'm sorry. I was going to say I've, the, the sheet that we still I've, use has the previous. I've not, I've not changed. I've not changed the code out on the sheet. Sorry. Yep. Um, it's all good. Very good. Uh, Mets Marlins. Good for a Nerfy today says Bronco devil. That's a fucking stupid pick. I mean, it might be, might not be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Oh we'll man. Out. Stop it. Stop it. Bronco. You're grounded, yeah. buddy. You're grounded. Uh, Jones says it's walking, uh, walking like a horse plowing the soil. Uh, love the smiles on you guys both talking about it. Uh, nice going. Thanks, Joan. Yeah, we. Uh, there's a lot more smiles when you're hating over your last eight farms than when you're mm-hmm. sucking the uh, sucking the tailpipe there. So, uh, yeah, check it out. We've got the we've got the uh, we've got the code in the description of today's video. We've got the links there for all your states. Like I said on the last show, if you don't find your state on the in the list, I probably have a bad piece of news for you. But uh, double check, make sure it's available in your state. And if it's not. Scott, there's a, you're not bound. It's not like voting or something like that. It's like it's like buying liquor. If if uh, you know back in the day when some states were 18, some were 21. If you were 18, you could go to another state and buy liquor, and you can do that. It was totally legal, and that's the way it is with sports betting. So like me, I'm excited because Caesars will probably be in Kansas soon. I'm about mm, 20 minutes from the Kansas border. So Kansas is a lot closer than North Carolina, which I heard rejected another year of sports betting. Yeah, they're uh, that was North Carolina, right? Yeah, North Carolina and Missouri are involved in a real alligator roll to the bottom to see who can fuck this up the most. And it's uh, Texas is still somewhere in there. Well, Texas isn't they're just not going to do it. I mean, they're not going to do anything. Right. No, that's well, anything involving sports betting. I'm talking past other legislation today, which is rather controversial. I you think you think I'm going to start getting into that shit on a Friday? I mean, let's just just be I mean, no, we're not going to do it. It's really just stupid. But yeah, I agree. That's really all there is to say about it. But the point is, they're focused on other stuff opposed to sports betting. So, yeah, I don't think Texas is going to have sports betting anytime soon. Magellan has got a tip for all you t- people that aren't quite degen enough. And it's actually a good tip, of course, as most of his are. Um, 
If you like Nerfies with insurance, take the tie at slightly higher juice. I mean, you're mostly looking at 1-1 situations. Mm -hmm. Magellan Mm -hmm. mentions the 3-3 with the Yankees-Astros game, which I don't know what the odds are. 3-3, probably closer to like 20-1 if you can find exact scores after the first inning. Right. But yeah, you could bet the Nerfie in several ways. Uh, If you want to lay an extra 5 cents, 10 cents, you could take the tie. But where we're going, we don't need ties. We just need uh, no runs. Ties. Where we're going, we don't need ties. By the way, I got my shirt on for the NASCAR show. I inadvertently grabbed this, and it's the, uh, I believe this is the flag that ends the stages, right? Nice. Isn't it a green? Uh, Yes, I believe so. A green checkered flag. It's the green and white checkered. Yeah, so I've I've got my stage winner shirt on today. Bronco says it's, it's interesting that Nerfie costs the same as a Grand Salami, but you don't have to wait all day. You ever play the Grand Salami, Scott? Uh, I have, but not in baseball. Okay. I've played it in hockey. All right. Do, are, you, are you a overall winner? Uh, I think I've only done it like once or twice. Okay. I think I ended up winning. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's not something I do that often. Right. Because usually if I like the over in one game, I'm just only going to bet that game. Grand Salam is just a way that you can look at a board. You say, you know, maybe I like this or this, but I kind of want action on everything without paying that much money. Yeah. That's kind of what the Grand Salami is. You have action on every game, kind of, while only betting once. Now, Magellan is implying that I'm going to have to watch more than the first inning of a baseball game. I don't know if I care about that, but he says you can progressively bet Nerfies by rolling it over inning by inning. Yeah, you could. Provided, provided you have a good sports book where you're at. I mean, really, if you even wanted to, you could do same game parlays and parlay nerfies for the first three innings if you really wanted to. <laughs> Just saying, that's an option. JR Black has a quick question. Says, please explain the three way line in baseball. Scott, you want to take this one? Because I know you deal with soccer and hockey where three way lines are a lot more prevalent and well known. So, yeah, you're mentioning baseball. It's really in any sport. Basically, think of it as a tie you lose. Right. Bet. There's three separate outcomes. Tie is its own outcome. So you're basically betting on your team to win in regulation. It's a it's it's an it's the answer to the old riddle. Win is a push, not a push when it's a three way line. It's a three way line. Yeah. That's exactly right. So it just it takes the it takes the push away. You cannot push with a three way line. Just so. imagine it's your team winning in regulation. That's what that's all it is. Yep. There you go. Uh, Magellan says, uh, across the first, first three, we'll pay about six to one. There you go. That's very good. What is a, what is a round Robin? Uh, I will take this one It's where you take a certain number of games and break it into, I think of a, uh, think of a round Robin as a, uh, like a five horse Quinella box. Basically it's a, the, the key word there is box, right? That's the key word. So imagine you, you like five or six picks in a parlay, but you don't want to have all your eggs into one parlay. Padres create several smaller parlays with those six picks and they'll just mix, they'll just mix and match it and everything like that. I forgot the term of it in math class. What was it called again? Or what? It started with a P. What are we it was looking? Like, at? It was in like the probability section of where, math. I forgot what it was called. Where you're looking at what? Where you could like break things down. And you try to find different combinations. Mm. It had like an exclamation point. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 My probability classes were too many years ago, buddy. I I, I know. I know it. It's in it's in some rusty file cabinet. Factorial. In my... It was a factorial. Oh, okay. 
There you go. But ma- imagine that. So you have like six picks you like, but instead of having it all in one parlay, you can mix and match every pick into two or three pick parlays. Yeah. And that way, if you win like four of those six picks, you still make money. You can't get, get permutation. Ex- Thank it, you, Miguel. That's what I'm looking for. It can't get expensive. You start taking uh, six yeah. or six or eight teams, break it into two team parlays. Yeah. Remember, remember, you're paying for every one of those possible combinations. You're paying for every one of those parlays, but uh-huh. you're more than likely to hit some of them. But of course, the overall payout, if you hit every pick of that, every pick that you like, you would have made a lot more money on one parlay than on about fifteen of them. Yep. But it's safer because you only need to hit about four out of the six to make money. Correct. There you go. Can't believe so I go. can't believe I couldn't pull permutation. Fucking God, brain is going away. Factorial and permutation. Yeah, permutation was the word I was looking for. Yep. But factorial is a subsection of that. Very good. All right, bud. Let's find out what happened yesterday. There was some. Uh, there were some things going on, and there's some things we've already talked about that we're going to let's say revisit, shall we? It is once again time for the last time this week, kids. We're going to find out who's the winners, who's the whiners, who took it in the shorts, who took it to the bank, who's out there with a tear running down their cheek like the uh, like the Native American in the old litter commercial. I'm just standing there watching the Padres game. Uh, you know who you are. Now we're going to share it with the world, and we find out who we had to call the cops on. No head bob today. You okay? Uh, I was just distracted reading something. Okay. All right. Well, sure. Good time for that. All right. Well, friends, and I know you are, my friends, if you had the Astros on the money line as uh, <clears throat> as I did, plus 113, well, they led by three runs after eight innings. Walk, walk, Hicks bomb. There you go. It's all tied up. Uh, there were the wheels came off after that. They couldn't keep the uh, couldn't keep the Yankees off the off the base paths. Two outs runners on judge ends it mercifully. Yankees win 7-6. Me, my premium subs, and everyone else east of the Hudson River or west of the Hudson River uh, sheds a tear of disappointment. The Yankees are so damn good. Yeah, It's probably the best team I've seen in a long, long time. You, you can argue based on how they've started the year they're better than the 9 team, but the 9 team has more jewelry. So we're going to see how it goes over the course of the season. They are first in runs scored, second in the RA, Scott. That's they have the best record in the league by eight games. Yeah. I don't even mean the AL. I mean the entire Major League Baseball. They have the best record by eight games. Yeah. Or like seven and a half. Like the, this is starting to get crazy. But so, if you had the Braves minus one and a half against the Giants, plus price, led by two runs after eight innings, two outs, Jock Peterson coming up, nobody on base. I heard Peterson likes to hit a lot of home runs. He hit that. He hit that ball like you fucked him in a fantasy league, Scott. He absolutely demolished that ball, and Tommy Pham was pissed somewhere in Cincinnati. <laughs> but Peterson hit a meaningless home run, and the Braves ended up winning by one instead of two. Rip up your plus money run line ticket on the Braves. You know, Scott. A lot of times, people aren't afraid to lay gigantic prices to make a profit if it's a guaranteed thing. You and I have talked about it on elections as well as other various events. And yesterday, it looked like it was going to be one of those cases. As Jabari Smith on Thursday morning was minus six thousand. That's right, sixty dollars to win a dollar to be the first round pick. Woe be it! Overall pick. First overall pick. Sorry about that. And woe be it to you if you laid that price because uh, he did not go first. Uh, much to Scott's delight, he did not go second. He went third. Bancaro 
number one draft pick of your 2022 NBA draft. Call so the we're going to go back to this in a second uh, mm-hmm. because we do have the same conversation for another uh, uh, for another segment later on. But I at least have to bring up the lines. He, I, we mentioned sixty. We mentioned minus six thousand. Fanduel put that up there. I'm not sure if they were you know serious about was it, it or a if they joke? just wanted to. Or they just wanted other people to bet on the other people to balance out some of the risk. It's probably the latter. The realistic line for Smith, I believe he was minus 500 about an hour and a half before the draft. Right. So that was the more realistic line. But it really went anywhere from minus 6,000 at one point down to minus 130 in the afternoon, back up to minus 500. Boncaro went from 16 to 1 all the way to the favorite on Wednesday night. He was minus 200, and then you woke up, and he was back to 12 to 1. So it was really just a bunch of chaos. Plus, Woj made the announcement early Thursday morning that the first three picks are set in stone. Woj got absolutely dominated last night. He had a terrible night for Woj. Not a good night for Woj. Plummeted. Yep. Shams kind of circled him a little bit there. But very interesting. We're going to talk about the first overall pick again in a little bit. But the line movement there, especially if you had Jabari Smith, you thought you were good for at least, I don't even know, a month and a half? Yeah. Leading up to the final 20 minutes before the draft? Give him a little bit of the old okie doke there, Scott. Uh, they really did. All right. Well, that, well, was the real, that was the real divide, which is good for us because we bet on sports. It would seem like it was a divide between insiders with information and betting markets mm-hmm. because the betting markets were all over Bunkero for the last day or two. And Woj and everybody were still saying we have sources to say that it's Jabari Smith following the money doesn't actually, you know, hurt you more often than not. That's where I follow the election stuff. It's where I follow most draft props. If you follow the betting markets, I can guarantee you the people that are betting $20,000 on draft props they're definitely not squares. They definitely have some type of inside information. No question about it. No question about it. All right. Well, let's. Uh, it's Friday. Let's talk about the good news. Let's talk about those nice, easy victories. Hopefully, you were on the right side of these. Hopefully, uh, maybe you just spent your Thursday night kicked back chair and watching the NBA draft. You were right there, baby, snoring it up in the rocking chair. So the first one, if you had the Dodgers, team total over five and a half against Hunter Green and the Reds. That guy's still in the majors? I don't know why. But Dodgers scored six runs in the first five innings and finished with 10. Yeah, very good. Hunter Green, a couple of good appearances, but most of them have been uh, no bueno at all. So he's still in the majors, but the Angels sent down Detmers? Yeah. You you really can't send down Hunter Green? You really just can't do it? Can't do it. Can't do it. Hey, if you had the Orioles-White Sox under nine, only had three runs in the first eight innings, I did have this play. This was another premium play. Didn't have to sweat this one. Of course, anytime you get into the ninth inning, you sweat a little bit, but uh, you didn't need to. Game landed four. Orioles win that one four nothing. Nice. Uh, usually, usually it's easy to hit unders when one team doesn't score. That was not true the night before, but it was true last night. I was a fan of the Orioles in that game. Mm-hmm. Kramer's been really good. Plus one fifty. The uh, cap capper of the day had the Orioles money line at plus one fifty. Scott. So shout out to uh, Cosmo Kramer. Yeah, nice job pitching over there. Indeed, indeed it was. But the last one, if you had the Wings in the WNBA minus nine against the Fever, Fever not a good team, and they looked like it last night. The Wings led by seventeen at the half, and they won by twenty six. If you had the Wings heading down to Junior's Farm, okay. 
Well, we need to talk about it a little bit more here. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's let's find it. We're going to give it to an entire team this time, Scott. This is one of my favorites. Let's do it. Let's find out who it is. Who's wearing the golden feed bag today, kids? Who's your Friday edition of Donkey of the Day? All right, sir. Well, we talked about Bancaro being the number one draft pick, but of course, he couldn't do it alone, Scott. He had to have participation from an NBA team. You want to tell us about the uh, intensive workout slash vetting process they, uh, this particular team did of uh, Paulo Bancaro? So, of course, the Magic have been given the first overall pick for about a month. Uh, the NBA draft lottery was the 17th. So, in case you didn't remember, whoever goes first gets first dibs on whichever prospect they want. But it seems like Orlando was very interested in setting a lot of smoke screens last night and how it was rumored they were going to take Jabari Smith the entire time. But I feel like one of the main pieces of actual, I'd say, scouting is watching the person play for you when you bring them in for a private workout or meeting. The Magic had the first overall pick. They didn't even bring in Boncaro for a meeting or a workout. Now, once again, we don't have an issue with Boncaro going first. If you think he's going to be the best player in the draft, you take him. But you couldn't even bring him into the building? What were you doing for the last month? Shouldn't you automatically have brought in Boncaro, Holmgren, and Smith, and at least got personal scouting on each of them? How do you have a month and not bring in one of the three guys and the person you end up drafting? How do you not let him work out for your team? Uh, I don't understand. Unless they just had him locked in early, you know. But even if that's the case, what's the worst thing that could happen? You still bring him in. You can meet with the guy. At least interview him. I I don't understand the upside of not bringing him in. I mean, what are they... If you're in another draft position, if you're in the two or three spot, I understand you don't want to tip your hand. Maybe you want to play a little uh, three-dimensional chess. But when you have the number one pick, what do you fucking care if you give if, if you give away your intentions? And some people are arguing, you know, well, they wanted to potentially upsell their position on Jabari Smith because maybe the Thunder wanted them and the Thunder would want to trade some of their assets for picks. That's great. You could still work out the guy. Like, I don't know how that changes anything. If you work out all three prospects, then you're giving them equal treatment. Right. But why would you at least not want to scout the players with your own scouting staff and your own coaching staff just to see what you actually find with the player? The whole thing made no sense to me. I'm with you. could be good. I'm not saying he's going to be a bust, but I don't know how you don't meet with the guy before you take him number one overall in the NBA draft. Well, I promise everybody this, that if uh, Bancaro sucks... We will come back and revisit this take right here. So, This isn't the first time I've seen a team draft somebody without working them out. I remember the Wizards drafted Hachimura, and he, I think, was the eighth pick, and they never met with him. But the number one overall right. pick that's supposed to be your franchise savior player, you couldn't meet with the guy? I know. You had a month. Like, what were you doing? Okay. All right. I, I I just I've never seen it for the first overall pick. That makes absolutely no sense to me. The outrage is uh, you can you can, you can so thick you can cut it with a knife here, Scott. I just think it's so bad. It's lit up. Like, what do you, what are you even like? What are you thinking about? What is there to even do? You're yeah. stuck between realistically two prospects because Chet was not even a threat to go number one for the majority of the draft process. 
just saying, you, you really couldn't bring two guys into the building to watch them work out. You really just couldn't do it. All right. Whatever. Uh, all right, Scott. J.C. Stone is uh, throwing out uh, just random collections tennis. of letters. So I assume it's either UFC or tennis. You want to address that it's real tennis. quick before we bring Ali on? So J.C. was talking about how he's looking at Kvitova uh, to win Wimbledon at around 27 to 1. I like the odds of 27 to 1. The issue is Kvitova's a choker. And she's a very good bridesmaid. She's been a top five player for a long time, but she, uh, well, uh, Kvitova's a pretty solid player, but I don't know. I guess the question is, do you think she can actually keep it together for a full two weeks or so, which is why she's 27 to one. I think she's got a shot, especially with that price. Pliskova's the ultimate bridesmaid. So I think Kvitova can actually get over the top every now and then, but I think the question is, can they sustain their level of dominance for a two-week period? I've seen it with Hadid Maya, so I got a ticket on her already. Kvitova has been good on grass in her career, so I can understand that at 27-1. to 1. I don't think she's going to win, but maybe she can get you to the quarters or semis, and you can hedge from there. And Magellan mentioned Ans. I know she withdrew from her doubles match with Serena with the knee issue. I would keep an eye on that because I'm not sure if she's at 100%. But I do think that Ons, when she's healthy, is a top five player. But, Jalen, I know you're mentioning that Wimbledon uh, uh, was definitely a very solid tournament for Kvitova in the past. The issue is she also had a bunch of injury issues. I believe she got stabbed, didn't she? In, like, a home invasion, I think. So she hasn't won anything since then. She's been playing a lot better recently. If you want to back the proven commodity that might be able to piece together something over the course of two weeks... Kvitova's decent value. Radicuno, I think, is completely washed at this point. I wouldn't bother with her. She's still very young. Mentally, she's still not consistent enough for me to back her at pretty solid prices. I would stay away from her. Kvitova, I can understand the value on, but I personally like Hadid Maya out of everybody the most. All right. For the record, going forward, we also would have accepted no. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, there she is. You don't want to keep Allie waiting, Scott. You can't just keep fucking rambling about Texas, uh, about, about, about tennis. Texas? Anyway, about, uh, I, every time I, everything I hear tennis, I think of you in Texas. So, okay. uh, getting, that's fair. Getting busted, getting sent yeah, to the penitentiary. What did you do? Three to, you pull a three to five stretch? I actually pulled the no stretch. I was on the I was on a flight three hours later. That, that's how that's how that went. Hey, uh, is, is this good looking person in the middle? Is we we we've classed up the joint here a little bit. You know her, you love her. She does her show every day. It's Morning Wood with Allie Burns. She does Total Chaos at Night. Uh, that's, that's every chick I've ever known. Morning Wood and Total Chaos pretty at much. Night. Yeah, that pretty much fucking sums it up. <laughs> it's Allie Burns, like the, it. the plus money honey. What's up, baby? Oh, not a lot. Of just uh, just doing my thing, you know. Had a good Morning Wood show. Today's Detroit Lenny's birthday. So if you oh. guys catch him on Game Time Decision, make sure you say happy birthday to Leonard. He's 49 years young today. Um, and if you do watch Game Time Decision, he might be broadcasting live from the bar. So he's just... he's only forty nine. That's why we call him Youngstown. Youngstown. He puts right. the young in Youngstown. You know. He puts. The... <laughs> I like that. What's up, Super Sly? What's the young in um, Youngstown? But yeah, so I've got a Lenny birthday teaser. He's really good at these Canadian football teasers. That's kind of his jam. So we're on Hamilton and the over in a tease. I so. really have not dabbled enough in Canadian football during the course I... of the season, even the USFL. Yeah, I know for a couple of times for Clark, I ended up doing some USFL picks because we were rather limited to start the season. But for the most part, I really have not been following football 
for the last couple of weeks or months. Have you dabbled at all, Stan? No, I haven't. I've uh, I've usually I've taken some swings at the CFL in the past. I have not done it this year. I'll probably start looking at it more once we're finally done with all the playoffs. Of course, we're done with basketball. Once we're done with hockey, uh, I'll probably start delving into the CFL a little bit more. So, cool. Um, uh, um, I let him know that you guys um. We're questioning if he could come on and talk Canadian football. I let him know, and he said he would be down for that. Cool. So, Absolutely. Yeah. That, that, that'll be fun. So, Allie, how's your day going? I see your shirt there. How's your day going? Pretty good? <laughs> I'm persisting. Nevertheless, <laughs> I am persisting. Um, it's going well. I'm a little bit hungover. It's Thursday night is a is a night for me. We're doing our card breaks, like where we are sell, auctioning off our baseball cards and basketball cards. Um, so... And what is your role in that exactly? What do you what do you do? I do it. I host the whole show. You host the I whole show. I turn it on and I talk to them and see what's going on. And then I auction them off the, the packs and break them all up. I have a Plinko board situation. Because um, usually, so is, like, it, is it a bid system or do you use the Plinko yeah. to determine who gets the card? Uh, it's a bid system. And then when you win the bid, oh, okay. usually there's like a deck of cards and they'll say, pick a number or you pick six mm-hmm. and they'll go one, two, three, five, six. And they pick the card. And then whatever team is on that card is the team that you're going to get through the rest of the whole break um, of the boxes. But instead of that, I have a Plinko board. So my cards magnetically stick on the board. And then I say one, two, three, or four. And then I drop the thing and whichever one it lands on, that's what team you get. So um it's a lot of high Richie P it's a lot of trial and error right now. We're trying to get followers and viewers and kind of trying to figure out how to navigate physically around, you know, the Plinko board and the cards and everything that's going on. And then of course you have to be very careful because they're worth money. And yeah, um, my kid is my DJ. It's been really fun. Me and my kid can do it together. He's super into it and not everybody wants their base cards. Some people are just in it for the really good cards. So some people give the base cards up and that's how I pay him. He gets paid in bas- basketball cards. Nice. It's a good deal. All right. Do you have a pack opening technique to limit the number of paper cuts? Um, there are techniques. You use an exacto for the box and get that going on. And then no, just you rip the things open because okay. you don't want to mess up the cards. It's all about having the right tool, Rochelle. Gotta have the right yeah. tool. Allie? I collect. It was all for fun. I'm actually curious how many of the binders I have are worth anything right now, but my dad I and I used to I collect. There, have you seen new cards like mosaic prisms and stuff like that? I have not dabbled in cards. Hold on, let me for grab some a long real time. Quick. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I have not. You can still grab them, but I yeah, haven't collected cards cool, in a long time. Man, they're so cool. But, with the important question: Do they still have bubble gum attached to it? I don't think they do. I don't think they do. I think they got rid of that. That's just that used to be, man. You could tell how many packs of cards you had opened. Uh, how big of a fucking. Uh, squirrel cheek you had because you had well now most of the fancy schmancy cards are shiny yeah i have a like i had a bunch of jersey cards a bunch of bat cards stuff like that but now you have prisms where they like reflect rainbow color if you twist it like that all all that shit means nothing to me i know i know donruss i know fleer i know tops that's it they're like super panini Panini. makes them yeah and then donruss does optics that's a little see they're all green but um larry bird team usa card uh-huh. Nice. Break your teeth on the bubble gum. Oh, yeah, absolutely, JST. Especially if it was old, it'd break into just an infinite number of pieces in your mouth. Yeah, no See, question. JC, you don't get it. The bubble gum was the same texture as the card. Yeah. That was that was the point. You <laughs> know? 
What is that? Is that what is that? Bubblegum? Uh, it's a Ted Abernathy rookie card. Oh fuck. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Says, so the cards they come out with nowadays are really—they are not the cards that we grew up with at yeah. all. They are super freaking cool. I thought about collecting, maybe not even really, because you have to actually buy a bunch of packs and get lucky with it. I wouldn't probably do the bidding thing that you do. I would probably just, you know, go to a store, buy some packs, and just hope you get something. But I don't know. Right. It's more just a well, hobby that- my dad and I did. I can't even say my dad and I did like he did all of the actual organization portion of it because I was like eight years old. I just was looking at the cards, hoping for jerseys. That was kind of our role in the situation. But I want patches like some of the cards now will have a patch of a jersey that they've won built into the card. I'm super into those. I like the patches. Cool story, bro. Uh, Allie got a got a hockey (laughs) game, got a hockey game tonight. I know it's I not care. as exciting as uh, opening up packs of cards, but who do you like? I don't care. Okay, good chat. I've got the future on the Lightning. They, I just, I suck at this. I suck at betting on this series. I'm just done with it. You don't I've like got to a serious brag. price. You don't huh? like to brag, but you suck at this. Yeah, I'm like yeah. horrible well, at this particular series. I just cannot get anything correct in it, so I'm done. And I keep saying like I'm done. I'm not betting it, and then I'll take a first period over that doesn't cash. You know, so it's just any way I go about it, it's not working out for me. So I just need to stop that. Uh, if I had to guess, I mean, I would say Avalanche and over. That's what I would think. But so everyone should get on the Lightning and the under. Everyone should get on the Lightning and the under because you like the Abs and the over. Yep. Yeah, pretty Sol- much. Foolproof Sol- handicap. Solid rationale. Nice. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. Rationale right there. Rachel, who do you like in the hockey game? I'm going to go with Colorado as well. Okay. It's going to be a very tough game. I don't think Tampa's going to go quietly. Uh, I think it's going to be competitive. If you want to go for another value play, maybe look at overtime. You've had two overtime games out of four. Mm-hmm. So based mm. on the odds that you're actually getting at around three to one, I think it's actually a decent price. The issue is, do I think that Tampa wasted their opportunity to get back into the series, which they basically did? It's kind of a rhetorical question because they outshot Colorado, what, 17-4 to in the first period of game one. Yep. Kemper was amazing. They had a shot there. Didn't work out. I'm not going to say that Tampa is once again going to just roll over and die, but Colorado in front of the fans with the altitude, I think it'll look pretty sharp, ready to close it out. I was tempted to go back to the play that I lost with in the last hockey game, which was Kucherov over half an assist at minus 120. He's still minus 240 to record a point, but he still has three times more assists than goals in the playoffs, so I like the value there. But Tampa just doesn't get enough shots, and in the last game, they had 39 shots. They did what they were supposed to do, but Kemper was really good. So I think I'm going to go with Colorado. Tampa's power play has been so underwhelming the entire series. And it feels like Colorado scores on virtually every power play. I think that's going to be the story of the game. Give me Colorado. Potentially regulation, because I know that they're laying a big price. Maybe if you want to argue minus one and a half. But if you want a pure value dart throw, I don't mind overtime at around three to one. Okay. Very good. I've got a feeling about this one. I think you said Tampa Bay is not going to go quietly. Do not go gentle into that good night. Rage, yes, rage against the dying saves. of the light. So, Vasilevsky saves is also an option that you can use because that's been pretty much a foolproof play for the entire series. Although it did take overtime to get it home last time. so Still counts. Still counts, man. I'm just when you're talking about locks, and like, well, yeah, but it took 40 minutes of hockey. They or, did bump it up, by the way. It went from 32 and a half to 33 and a half. 33 and a half. Not surprising. I just think Tampa Bay may have a little something for him just because of Vasilevsky, and I'm still – 
not sold on Kemper. Uh, yeah, you, either am I. You're catching a good price. I'm okay with that. So I, I said overtime if you want to just throw right. something out there. I don't hate that. I know I know everybody's on the abs here. I get it. So uh, the everyone should be on the abs realistically. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but that's kind of the reason that I don't like it. It's just because it seems like such an obvious play, but at the same time. I really can't bet on the lightning right now. Paul wants to know what changed in the series. The over has been plus money the last two games. Well, Tampa decided to stop giving up odd men rushes. Yep. <laughs> that seems to be kind of the story. Tampa did a better job of getting the puck out of their zone. Yep. In overtime, they ran out of gas. Colorado dominated. But Vasilevsky went back to his, his former self. We know that he was awful in game two. They didn't help him, but he still gave up seven goals. Besides that, Colorado defensively has still limited the overall number of shots Tampa's had. Last game, Tampa did very well, but yet Kemper have a really good game. So I think the main thing that's changed, both teams have been a lot more, I'd say, focused on limiting mistakes, and that has limited the number of odd man rushes and number of overall high-quality chances. And Vasilevsky's bailed out the lightning whenever that has not been the case. Allie, before we go, I know you're on the uh, CFL tonight. What else you got cooked up? What are you, what are you on tonight? I got a round robin with um, the Red Sox, the Astros over. I want to say the I like the Astros over a lot today. That's like the bet that I like the most today. Okay, How, not to be confused with a red robin, of course. Yum. Yeah, exactly. What? Oh, that restaurant thing. Yeah. That restaurant thing. That's right. I don't know if they're in Vegas or not, but, but they used to be. I don't know if they still are, but we used to have them. Sorry, I'm so saying the red robin went extinct. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Red Sox, Blue Jays, yeah. uh, Red Sox, Blue Jays, and Astros over is the round robin. And then I have that straight. And then I have the Hamilton Tiger Cats straight plus five and a half. Um, and I have them in a teaser, 11 and a half and over the 36 and a half. Cool. Okay. So that's what I'm doing. There you go. JC, that, that uh, answer your question that's there. Sure. Hamilton Tiger Cats. Thank you, Stimmy OG and Detroit Lenny. All right. And how come you're uh, – anything in particular you like about those baseball games? How come you're on them? What do you like? I Well – um, I for me the Astros game that was like what's his name Lenny's gut play yesterday we talked it out and it's just that those Astros and the Yankees they don't like each other um, they know each other well and those bats are hitting you know the bats are hot right now so I'm just going to keep on rolling along with that All right. um, the Red Sox I don't love the Red Sox this is a Pedro Moore play because I do like the Guardians but Pavetta for me is the He's better play. Yeah, is the better play. So I just went with him. And then uh, Brewers, I don't trust at all. So I'm going to roll with the Blue Jays in that one. Yeah, Magellan, that was my logic for my play. Uh, we overlap a bit on the over in that Astros game. I have okay. the Astros team total first five over one and a half. Ooh, uh, Magellan's like saying uh, the Astros first time through the order are great. Mm -hmm. They really are. They've scored at least three first five inning runs in six of the last seven. And Severino's been very good at home, but against the Astros in his career, not great. And the Astros in Yankee Stadium with the short porch. I mean, all you need is a bloop and a blast, right, for one and a half. Yep. The Astros are good enough to get that done. J.C. Stone making making fun of the, the, the Tiger Cats and the Red Blacks. I, yeah, I like the Red Blacks. I actually look up, I looked up the story on the Red Blacks, and I don't remember it because I heard that name, and I looked it up on, like, Wikipedia or whatever. And uh, They stole it from a checkers board. Yeah, there you go. So, Allie, what do you, what do you want to plug? What do you got going on? Um... What do I have going on? No total chaos tonight, but the last Woody standing contest to win a hundred bucks and a t-shirt will start again on Monday. So make sure you set your little notifications, like subscribe, ring the bell for morning wood Monday, last Woody standing total chaos will resume. And then of course, tonight, if you guys collect cards, check out a website called whatnot 
rockinacardplace.com and we're called Rockin' a Card Place. So that'll be going live at about two o'clock today. So just, you know, just working, just hustling. There you go. Making that money. There you, you know? go. Making that, making that paper, baby. There she goes. Yes. And I'm taking your team totals. Okay. okay. That is what I'm doing. Thank you for your play. No problem. Thank you. Please come again. I, I gave it out last night at four in the morning. So it's been there. Right. Well, I didn't get the text. So. Oh, I didn't know I needed to text you nowadays. I'll keep it well, in now mind. Now you know. Now okay. you know. Bill Biv I'll, text you, I'll text you my plays now at you 4 a.m. We'll see how you like it. It'll be just fine. All well, right. It's 1 a.m. for you. So I guess it's exactly. I'll be up. No problem. <laughs> Allie, have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us on Fridays. As all, what do we, what do we made like two in a row now? I know, it's getting, I'm, it's huge. It's getting to be a thing. Huge. Getting to be a thing. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. guys, it's the Plus Money, honey. You got all our great picks for tonight. If you want more great picks, you can check her out every day. With uh, do you usually do it with Detroit Lenny? Yeah, all Monday right. uh, Morningwood is always with Detroit Lenny. Okay, yeah. there you go. So Detroit Lenny and uh, Allie Burns, Morningwood, one o'clock Eastern time. 10 o'clock out there in Vegas, man. And just they're just it's out. It's early. They're it's out freaking they're, early. They're out stuff. there with fucked up hair, drinking Starbucks. You'll see, you'll see that. So yep. It's All right. true. You guys have a great weekend. Allie, have a great weekend. Thanks for thanks for joining us. And we'll see you. you we'll see you next week. We'll see you on Chaos Tuesday night. You know, we'll just we'll yes, see you. We'll see you around. Thank you guys. Right. See you later. Good so, luck this weekend. Thanks, you too. You we'll too. see you. All right. There she goes. It's the one and only it's the one and only Allie Burns. So uh Scott. There's just one thing left to get to, my friend. It's the end of the show. It's the end of the week. We really, really want to finish out strong here, buddy. We kind of we kind of owe it to everybody just to run through the tape. So let's see if we can get her done. As we, uh, yeah, get ready to put on our fancy Friday overalls. Maybe maybe you guys have been able to afford a new pair. So get the fancy new overalls out. That new the, tractor, maybe? I a don't new know. tractor? There you go. Uh, whatever it is, get your overalls on. Grab your straw hat. Put it rakishly on your head. Climb aboard your John Deere, get your keys out, and fire that bad boy up. Because, ladies and gentlemen, once again, it is time to bet the farm. All right. Very good, Scott. Well, I know uh, we've already talked about this extensively, ma'am. Afternoon. Afternoon, howdy. <laughs> but uh, just to make it official, in case people are just tuning in for this part of the show, who would do such a thing, Scott? We know you're out I have out no there. idea. We know you're out there. So uh, how'd we do yesterday? I know we had a farm play. Yeah, we had a no-run first inning play on the Orioles and White Sox game, and it was minus 106. Never in doubt. I know his fingers are sore, but cue to banjos! <laughs> There you go. All right, Scott. Well, we are nothing. We are nothing if not junkies. We got another Nerfy loaded up today, kids. It is time. Are you ready? Because here it is. It's it's the one, Bronco. Goddamn you! It's going to be the Mets Marlins Nerfy minus the one thirty two. We talked about this Marley's Marlins first inning team earlier in the week. Averaging just 0.33 runs per first inning. Hey, last time we checked on them, they were 30th. So they're making progress, Scott. Now they're just 29th. The Mets, well, they're right about middle of the pack. That's against uh, regular pitchers, by the way. They average 0.46 runs per first inning on the road. That ranks 15th. Taiwan Walker, toe in the slab for the Metropolitans. Last two starts, 12 innings pitched, 12 and two-thirds, 1.42 ERA. And you know him, you love him. 
You've probably never heard of him if you don't follow baseball like we do, like you, guys, like you guys do. If you're average Joe watching the game on Saturday, you've never heard of this fucker, but it's Sandy Alcantara. He is having so far a Cy Young Award type season. He's been outstanding, and he's been even better in his last five starts. 39 and two-thirds innings. That's right, kids. 39 and two-thirds innings in his last five. Cipher it out. That's eight innings. That's eight innings to start, just about. So take the bullpen out of play. Of course, for us, that don't matter. We're playing first inning. What the hell do we care? But last five starts, 39 and two-thirds, 1.13 ERA. So we're nerfing it up again, kids. It's the Mets. It's the Marlins. No run first inning. Yeah, you got to pay a little juice on it. You got to pay 132. But you know what? Only losers pay juice, and we're here to bet the farm and win the farm. So that's going to do it. Huh? Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm a little bit confused how some games have like minus 160s for Nerfy, but you have the NL Cy Young favorite who might be the best pitcher of the season, mm-hmm. and it's somewhere in the 130s. Yep. Can you can you explain that to me? I, I cannot. Think that should be minus one fifty. Well, it's all about it's all about the markets, and uh, you know we'll see. Maybe somebody maybe somebody knows something, Scott, and we're getting taken in by the old okie doke. We'll see what it's happens. It's also in the Marlins ballpark, which is not exactly a hitters friendly ballpark. So. It, is, it is not. It is not. So that's going to do it for the farm. That's going to do it for the show today. You guys, as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. NASCAR. NASCAR. If you're not uh, if you're not doing anything, we're going to be back about ten minutes doing the NASCAR show. But if you can't make it then, hey, come back and see us Monday. Same bat time, same bat channel. 3 p.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. Central. Scott and I will once again do our best to help you guys head back to the window. Take care. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.